Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome to today's episode of Leadership Stars. You know, as a leader, you are taking risks, and you know that you have to take risks. You also fear face failure, and you're inevitably there are aspects of attaining success that are wrapped around those pieces. But did you know that the factors like like, trust, integrity, and your own unique leadership style can lower your risks while scaling sales? I find that very fascinating. I don't know about you. It's known as the whirlwind of inspiration and the Sage Top 100 Global Business Influencers in 2017 is our guest today, Janice Gordon. She's going to share her vast knowledge and experience to show us how it's done. So let's welcome Janice to the show today. Janice, welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure being here. Well, and I love the fact that you are in London and being on our show today. That is very special to me. Uh, and I, I miss London. I haven't been there in, in a number of years. And it is a very special place, right? Well, we're going to have to invite you over then, aren't we? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, I do spend time in Scotland, though. Um, I just don't, we don't go through London any longer um, for various reasons, one of which has to do with lost luggage. <laughs> and also it's Scotland it's yeah. uh, there I, I love London I love living in London but Scotland has a real special place in my heart as well it's just gorgeous ah uh, yes and do you have a, a particular place that you love in Scotland Actually, I, I um, was speaking at a conference there in uh, Loch Lomond Ooh. and stayed at Loch Long. And literally the where I stayed was looking onto the lake. And every 10 minutes, the atmosphere completely changed. And I mean the atmosphere, everything wow. changed. So in the space of about an hour, you got about five different um, weather systems. And it was incredible just sitting and watching that. It was just beautiful. That is amazing. And sometimes it feels like our leadership capabilities change that often too, don't don't they? Well, I, I think they do. <laughs> <laughs> I think we don't always know who we are and what we're supposed to be. And there's so many things that are kind of um, influencing all of that. And I think it's, you know, I think we'll talk about this. It's about being yourself and your mm-hmm. authentic self and, and not kind of going wherever the wind blows like you're on Loch Lomond. I, I so agree that, you know, you, you have to know who you are, but you also have to know the sort of the breadth of the style, the leadership styles that you have to work with so that you can pick just the right one for the person that you're working with, as well as the situation that they're in, right? I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, a lot of that comes with experience, but it doesn't have to. There are other ways of actually developing <laughs> that muscle. Yes, there are. Um, so, Janice, I told them just a bit about your most recent award, unless you got one this year. Have you gotten any awards this year? Uh, have I? I can't remember. Um, <laughs> I do. I, generally, you know, this is a leadership thing as well. Each yeah. year I kind of pick a few things that I want to um, get exposure for mm-hmm. um, because we manage our, our own 
personal business profile. So I was in the, um, and actually, yes, a couple of, I forget about all of these things. Um, I was in the uh, Sunday Financial Times and it was was literally a full page spread. And that was, I think, about the 10th of October, also in the the money section. And it was really funny. You know, it's really important to wear colour. And um, (laughs) when you look through all the broadsheets, it's often, you know, very dull, grey, pictures Mm -hmm. so when you wear color and you have a photographer coming to visit you if you wear color you get the picture you get the big spread so literally I need sunglasses to look at my own picture it's a it's a wash of orange but it's massive Um, so yeah I got a a really big feature in the Sunday Times so I'm pleased about that uh, audience, if, if you haven't thought of this before, is wear color whenever you're going to have your pictures taken and, and make it, uh, I don't want to say necessarily a bright color, but one that will stand out, uh, especially around gray, black, and white. And I think that's a, a great tip. Um, it's so we'll hang it's on to a that tip one. that's got me into a lot of uh, magazines. You know, when you, you have a photographer, but the feature editor is looking at these pictures and has no context. So mm-hmm. that's what they look for. And, and this, this is... Uh, symptomatic of, of leadership as well and you've got to stand out yes <laughs> you know so that's why it's important for you to have a color or something that is uniquely you because they don't know your personality but they're going to remember those things about you absolutely i think that's so true janice could you tell the audience just a bit about your background and how you got into leadership and became this fantastic leadership guru um, I started business when I was um, 15. At that time, I didn't really know that I was in business. I just had a, had a passion. And uh, then I went on to sell designs in the US. So I've got a real fondness for um, America. It's really given me a lot of experience. And uh, in actual fact, one of the experiences was that growing up in the UK at the time when I grew up, there weren't very many um, black role models. And I remember when I went to America, I went to this company in New York and I was selling um, textile designs and I saw this this gorgeous black woman and literally my my mouth dropped. Now, in the UK, when I went into places and, uh, you know, visiting uh, leaders and so forth and selling things, their mouth would drop by because they weren't expecting (laughs) to see me. So I had that experience in America and actually I came back thinking I can do anything. I mm-hmm. can do anything. I never had that in the in all of my years growing up in in the UK. So yeah, I think that it's those little things that really spur spur you on to unlimit your limiting beliefs, the beliefs that you know your parents and your teachers um, give you. So in the 80s, um, uh, I went back to um, the the US and started selling textile designs. In the 90s, I worked in financial services. And all of these are either setting up my own business contract or or consulting. So I worked in financial services throughout the 1990s. I then got my Cranfield MBA and uh, started working with a variety of of companies and even setting up more of my own companies. And some succeeded and, you know, really grew. But I really cut my teeth doing that. You know, there's a few that failed. And I realized, actually, I learned more from my failures. And that's why I think it's an important lesson that we all need to learn. So I worked with, you know, blue chip and and small organizations and worked in the US and and Africa and extensively in Europe. Um, 
over the uh, eight years I, I've got, you know, uh, eight years of academic research, over 30 years in business, I've created lots of happy customers, either one-to-one or kind of group learning and consultancy, and inspired many audiences as, as a speaker. Um uh, you mentioned that I'm um, a top 100 business uh, global influencer, and that was 2017. But you know, it's it's not just about believing in in uh, building relationships and social relationships. It's something I I actively practice, and I fundamentally believe. With the growth of our connected world, you really need to manage your own profile and you can become an expert. You could be guru, which I find quite funny, actually. (laughs) Um, You know, you you can actually um, manage your own profile into whatever heights that you you like. Um, One company I worked with increased their their, profile. revenues by over six million dollars in in less than a year and that's through my work working with um cranfield school of management in key account management strategic account management but i also have my own pro um, program that you mentioned scale your sales Mm -hmm. and that's a combination of the key account management strategies and social selling which is you know the area that i love to talk to people um about the really how to to um extend your reach and build your your profile and then I also um, work um, in a, a leadership program called Peer Excel. But, you know, I'll talk more about all of that. I think that's enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> enough about you. No, it's fascinating. Uh, and, and you know, to move from such diverse businesses, I mean, from textiles to financial management to what you're doing with leadership. I mean, that's that those are huge changes of industry, if nothing else. Um, I commend you for being able to do that. One thing that you did mes- mention was about um, failures and learning so much more from our failures. One of the things I, okay, I believe is that women are not necessarily as afraid of failure as they are of success. And yet, by failing faster, we succeed sooner. And that's a quote. That's a quote from a, a wonderful woman that um, I know, and I've actually been on a radio show, Dr. Cheryl, um, and I can't remember her last name, but Dr. Cheryl. And she is, that's what she firmly believes, is that we've got to fail more often so that we can succeed. And if you talk to some of the, the greatest inventors, like Edison and, and those folks, that's exactly what they say is, you know, I failed 10,000 times in order to get the light bulb to work. And I never saw them as failures. It was just another iteration. Um, so do you do you believe that as well? Oh, I certainly um, believe that. I've certainly learned more from my, my failures than, than my su- successes. And, you know, it's it's easy to fail. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, it, really easy to fail but failure is never fatal and that's the thing that I learned and I kind of took a lot of the power out of failure when I when I realized that um it is painful though it's brutally painful but it's only painful if you don't learn the lessons from it so it's it gives you an opportunity to really stop and, and reflect and find the lessons and then you need the courage that's the painful bit the courage Uh to really step forward with those lessons because you do lose a bit of confidence so you've really got to galvanize yourself to step forward and then it's almost all of these other doors will open so it's critical to fail 
absolutely critical to fail because unless you do, you don't learn those those really transformational lessons. And, you know, there's a reason for failure to actually learn those lessons because you wouldn't learn them otherwise. So, yeah, it's in, important to look at failure as as feedback, uh, to know that it's, you know, that it is your greatest lessons and to really in, embrace it um, because this is where you're, you, it brings you closer to your true successes. Absolutely. And by the way, um, her name is Dr. Cheryl Lentz, and I want to thank her so very much for that quote. Um, she she is a, a very interesting part of my life, and I, I really respect her, but we always just call her Dr. Cheryl. Uh, <laughs> so there we go. But I agree. I, th- I think failure is very, very important that if we don't do that, we don't know what we don't know then, and we just we just keep going along the same route when there may be a better route to take or a better path um, to take. And without those failures, we really haven't challenged ourselves and we really haven't sort of pushed the envelope. We're being very comfortable um, if all we do is is stay in the same groove, yeah? Absolutely. And isn't life wonderful? Sending us those failures, you know, (laughs) so that we have the opportunity to really kind of step out of our comfort zone, to Mm -hmm. really um, uh, reach our true potential, isn't that a wonderful gift? It is. And I think also that that without taking risks, which is what the theme of this particular uh, month was, it, we as leaders, uh, if we don't risk, we don't get a chance to really stretch that boundary. And we may fail in that risk. But if we manage the risk just right, it can really put us in an excellent position for the next move in the company, the next move in our life, the next move in whatever it is that we're working with. And so what do you feel is the role of leadership in managing risk? The role of, of, of leadership is... is um it's critical in in managing risk. You know, I see my role of leadership um, as influencing, and so you know, I have to be comfortable with the ability to to manage um, manage risk. Now, you know, it's we're living in an increased complex world, and you know, the traditional role of leadership in in managing risk is all about maximizing opportunities and protecting the organization. But you know, in today's world, that's not as relevant in that it's Mm -hmm. a very defensive role to be in when you're in the kind of protectionist and in a socially connected world you know it doesn't really respect boundaries in the same way as it as it used to so yes it's important to evaluate um, risk in business through relevant policies and procedures for managing all of the resources and and predicting the needs of your customers and, and employees but as a leader it's also important to ask the right questions to be open to new possibilities and you must seek out diversity and the the um uh, new perspectives and new experiences and in that way you can better manage risk because you're open to it as opposed to being protectionist and closed um to it and diversity is a really important thing here because as you said before we don't know what we don't know mm-hmm. and that the more diverse you can actually be um and that means leveraging other people's wealth of experience and, and knowledge the better decisions you are you can make and the better decisions you can make means that you can reduce the risk and I think 
Janet, this is so important, a, a whole piece around diversity, new perspectives, leveraging others. You know, one of the things that I always talk about is when you hire somebody, not hiring somebody who looks like you, mm-hmm. um, but rather hiring somebody who does something you don't do. Yeah. Um, who has experience that you don't have because it's that diversity that you need in the organization. Otherwise, you're all running around wanting to do the same job and you can't all do that one job. You need folks to be able to do a multitude of things. And as a leader, being willing to, in essence, give up that the power that you have of doing something and rather to be being and to be curious. I love the fact that you say, you know, you need to be curious about these folks and what they know and and what they bring to the table and that kind of thing. And then building those relationships and building them very deep as well as wide, I think is vastly important to leaders today. Because I think a lot of what you were talking about earlier about maximizing opportunity, protecting the organization, being very defensive is more of a managerial definition than a leadership definition um yeah i would certainly agree with you but often we have leaders that are really managers oh, they yes. don't really understand the role of leadership i think that's so very true that we don't define leadership necessarily well and that uh, and the definition that you gave of leadership being uh influence um john maxwell says this and i concur so heartily with him that leadership is influence and it's nothing more and nothing less and you really have to understand what it means to influence as opposed to my favorite fallback which is command which is I'll just tell you what to do and then I won't have to worry about whether you're going to get it done or not Uh, right absolutely right okay so audience um, one thing I do I do want you to think about during this um, quick commercial break is how do you stand out as a leader in your organization in your field in your um, knowledge base, do you stand out because of color? Do you stand out because of some unique skill that you have? Do you stand out because you're willing to fail so that you can succeed faster? Whatever it might be, think about that, and we'll be back in just a moment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. 
Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I'm here with my fantastic guest, and let's just be clear who she is. She's Janice B. Gordon. Make sure that you put that B between Janice and Gordon because it's important to be able to find her um, quickly, easily, and effortlessly on internet, social media, and everywhere else that she is. And just to know, she is a multi-award-winning entrepreneur, consultant, educator, keynote speaker, and author of Business Evolution, Creating Growth in a Rapidly Changing World. Janice has just a wealth of information, a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of ability to be able to transform your leadership into something that will be totally magnificent. Janice, welcome back. Great to be back. Um, Janice, one of the things we, we were talking about during the break was really about style. You know, we've talked about the fact that leadership is influence, but, you know, there are so many what I call four box systems out there around leadership, around negotiations. I mean, just a, a whole ton of them. So how does putting your style into leadership allow you to risk more? And how do you know what your style is? So there's two questions. Okay. You know, it's about the know, like, and trust. The Mm -hmm. higher the trust, the lower the risk. The risk of engagement of other people, whether it's your buyers or your your customers, people that find you. So it's know, like, and trust is really important. But, you know, what does that really mean? So it's about being authentic in your life and in your business and always, always being true to your yourself. Um, so whatever you do, it's about being authentic, doing it in your way and really being in touch with what that is. So it's been understanding what are your core values and what you stand for. You've got to kind of layer that into everything that you do. So I talk about 
understanding what you can do that no one else can do in the way that you do it. And that's really through your authentic self. So one example I I give when I'm out speaking is that I love to have massages, but I do. I train. So I want the massage where they're going to stick their elbow in and find all the knots. And to other people, that would be absolute torture. And it's it it can be painful. Now, other people's perceptions of a a massage is, you know, the kind of stroke and calm and tranquil and all of that. You have got to be clear about the kind of massage that you're going to give. And then your customers that like that kind of massage, that like that personality, that like that character, like the way you are going to deliver it and do it, like your perspective, like what you stand for, will find you. Your mm-hmm. customers are constantly looking and your you know, employers that want to engage, engage with you, they want to engage with your true, authentic self. So it's really up to you to find out what that is what's important to you and actually tell people convey that to to people and you're only ever going to be in you know competing with yourself you'll never ever compete with anyone else once you find out what are those true um essence and that's what you pull through into your your leadership style because leadership is not about being, uh, you know, the seniority or or your title. It's actually about influencing people through your authentic self. And so you mentioned uh, John Maxwell's um, leadership is is about influence. And, you know, Bill Gates says it's, it's about looking ahead into the next century, which is really important to stay relevant and empowering other, others. That's really in, important. And leadership is about the capacity to translate a vision. So you've got to have purpose with what you're doing as, as well and be able to convey that purpose as, as well. So I believe that um, leadership is is a process and your ability to mentor, to empower and to influence, as, as I say. And the best way to do that is to really find your style by exercising that, that muscle, by practicing in it and to see what really suits you and what fits you. Mm-hmm. I think what's interesting is I, I love Bill Gates's quote, which was uh, in the next century. And I believe he said that in the uh, late 1900s before we turned to 2000. Yeah. You know, leaders will be those who empower others. And I, I finding that that's very, very, very true. It's it, it's probably one of the more difficult skills for leaders because the whole concept of delegation is almost an anathema for many leaders it's like well no i don't i can't delegate that i do it so much better than anybody else and why would i want to give it to somebody else because it's going to take them three times as long to get it done and yada 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 and yet if you don't empower the people that you're leading to be their very best to learn as much as they possibly can to experience as much as they can they will never be the types of individuals that you actually want following your vision and working with your vision and aligning their visions with yours because they're not, in essence, engaging 120% of who they are in being able to make that happen. I, I do firmly believe that empowering others is probably one of the major skills that leaders need to step into and they often are so hesitant to do that. Would you agree with that? I would certainly agree with that. And, you know, I also like the quote that leaders eat eat last. 
Mm. Oh, yes. Leaders eat last. And that's really that's the empowerment piece. That's that's exactly what it's about. And I think that you have to be the kind of personality and this is the leadership you have to be the kind of personality that in like a parent, like the best parent that enjoys seeing their child excel way beyond their own capabilities. If you're able to do that as a leader, then you actually don't mind having the people around you that are more intelligent, that are, you know, that see things better. That energizes you the the fact that you can gather those great people around you and you can lift them up. That is your job. That's what it's about. I, I love the quote, leaders each eat last. Having been a military officer, um, whenever we were out in the field, we had to serve our troops. So we had the big water, hot water containers that had sea rations in them. And, you know, you, you stirred them around, kept them warm, and you'd pull out one for each of the troops that you... Um, that were in your command. And it was funny because we all knew which ones were, were fantastic and which ones you really didn't want to have. <laughs> um, and even though it says leaders eat last, we always made sure that the beans and weenies were the things that we saved and the uh, almost green eggs and ham um, went out to those, those troops that were, were okay, but not maybe the top of the heap. And, and so we actually managed who got what but we did always eat last. We always got the last. And if for whatever reason they miscounted, we were the ones who didn't eat. So I, I still will let everybody else go first through a buffet line um, and I'll eat last. It's just something that's been ingrained in me um, from all the time in the military and, and everything else. So I, I love that. And again, it's, it's putting your people forward. Um, I also love your comment about, you know, you want your children to excel beyond your your um, capabilities, your skills. And I think that's so true with the people on, on your team. And you you alluded to that. I have people on my team that do things that I don't do. Um, one of the main things is I don't do social media. I don't do graphics. Um, while I'm a fantastic organizer, I really don't want to have to organize certain things and keep track of, did you send out this email when you were supposed to? And I have an absolutely awesome VA who does that for me. She actually calls herself an integrator, and Carrie is just absolutely fantastic. And I, you know, I, I tell her that every, you know, at least every week, you know, how fabulous that was. Thank you so very much, and all that because she's using her authentic self, her style of leadership, to really lead me in areas that I don't have um, the expertise, the knowledge, or really the capability to to work on that. It's not where my genius is. Um, and I have a writing expert who also does that for me. She takes the rough copy that I give her and creates these fantastic pieces that go out. And I bless her every day for what she does for me. Um, so I thank Betty Ann for, for all of that as well. Um, so I, I think it's very important to bring on those people who complete you, who really have those skills, experiences, desires that you don't have but that you desperately need in your business in order for it to succeed right absolutely and it's about understanding where you're your best you mm. know at so that you can build the team around you you know so what, what are your core strengths what can you do to your your best ability and don't try and do everything 
Yeah, I, I I have tried to do that on several iterations of my business to just say, okay, I'll just do it all. I'm not going to hire anybody. I'll be fine. And I find that one, it drives you crazy because you're <laughs> you're you know you're not getting to the things that you really love. And I don't know about you, Janice, but some of the um, businesses that I've worked with, um, I have found that they were. Uh, oftentimes in the trades, so they might be a hairdresser or a construction person or electrician or whatever it might be, and they decide that they don't want to work for the man any longer, that they want to work for themselves. And they think, oh, this is going to be great. I get all the money. It's going to be easy. I can do this. I go out in the jobs. Well, what they don't realize is that they now have all the hats. So they have to do payroll. They have to do billing. They have to do proposals. They not only have to do the work, but you might have to actually hire a team to help you with that. And you spend all your free time doing the back office stuff that you didn't have to do when you were an employee. Yeah. And it, it's very eye-opening, I think, to people what all goes on behind the scenes when you do just step out and say, I'm going to lead my own business, I'm going to do this. And then you realize, heck, there's a whole lot of stuff here that I'm not good at. And I'm not getting to do the stuff that I'm a genius at. So what do I do? Uh, and I think that's the, that's always the aha moment for um, business people as you as you step into owning your own business, right? Absolutely. I, I think that we we're not really taught about business um, mm-hmm. in 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 school, and when we're working for a business, we think it's really easy because we're only doing our small piece of the pie. Right. So you don't realize that it is a pie, and it's not yeah. just your your piece, and it can be quite quite terrifying really because you you know you're often starting business because you have a technical skill and you know that you can do it better using you know um, your own business and not having the man telling you what to do mm-hmm. um, but realizing that actually the business itself has certain uh, demands that can take e- the equal amount of, of time so I think we need to start teaching entrepreneurship and giving young people the experience of, of business much earlier. Well, I think it's interesting because my, my daughter um, went to Johnson & Wales in Providence, Rhode Island, and they actually have a bachelor's degree in entrepreneurship. It's one of the few that I've seen um, in the country. And they had them set up a business. They, they actually did a mentorship in um, England uh, for a company, and they had to take on various roles within the company and actually do marketing and sales and some other stuff within that. And it was really enlightening to them as to all the moving pieces in a business that when they started their own, what all they had to make sure that they had people working in, that if they weren't good at it, they needed to find somebody. I always I always tell my new clients if they're new in owning their own business is um, – Design uh, an organization that has all of the roles in a business. And you may have to go to, you know, some large company and figure out what all those roles are, but figure out what they are and then put your picture in all of them. Because until you start hiring, you're responsible for every one of those. And the sooner that you can identify who can take the things that I don't do well, don't want to do, have no desire to do. And, and turn those over to somebody who's an expert at them, the faster your business is going to grow, right? 
Absolutely. And I, th- I think that's a great <clears throat> idea, um, uh, do an organizational tar- chart and put your picture in it, but also work for several competitors mm-hmm. <laughs> before you <laughs> yeah. start your business. Work for the competitors because then you'll be able to do things a lot better. You'll, you'll be able to really see the whole of the business and what it takes to get that product or service out. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I, I did that. I wanted to be a bookseller. I wanted to own a bookstore. Um, I had a business tar- partner and we were going to own a, uh, a kid's bookstore and we were going to have um, adult uh, books on tape at that time um, in the back. So mom and dad could pick up something as well. And we went to a whole bunch of children's bookstores. We went to um, school at, at the Booksellers Academy to learn all about the back, back office. I worked for Barnes & Noble for about a year. And what I wanted to find out was, how do you choose what books you put on the shelf? How do you know? And what I found out from them is, oh, corporate tells us what to do. We don't have any choice in what books we put on the shelves here. So it was very eye-opening that the brand, the individual stores did not have any control over what they brought in, how they displayed it, how much they sold it for, any of that stuff. It was like, Okay, well, I definitely don't want that. So working with independent booksellers was a whole um, richer experience for me wanting to be a bookseller. Yeah. Yeah, and they're customer-led. They have to be. Otherwise, they don't survive. Exactly. And I ended up deciding not to do that. Uh, The margins aren't very great. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you know, the big bookstores can get uh, their books at a, considerably lower price but the smaller bookstores because you're not doing volume um, you don't get the margins that you're looking for so anyways I found it very interesting Uh, but I I agree with you I think being in a business like what you want to start and really seeing all the pieces and what it takes and what are the personalities and what types of customers do they bring in and that kind of thing is really vital to having a successful entrepreneurial business as well as being a more successful leader, right? Absolutely. And, you know, another tip would be to interview your ideal customers, Mm. even all your customers, not just the ideal ones, but the ones that you could probably win over and find out what they they want. And I remember setting up a business in in an area and I interviewed all of the business surrounding businesses, anyone passing on the street. And strangely enough, they all became my customers. I was saying, do you like this um, visual concept? or that one and whoever voted you know will win and I actually put it on the the, the um, shop front before it was finished to say that this got the most votes so I engage the community even before the business opened so think about you know how you can really survey your your customers before you start the business but you've got to keep doing it while you're in business as well and it doesn't matter whether it's a large business or whether it's a small business you need to be speaking to your your customers because the customers when I do um, innovation and um, sorry customer experience I learned that your customers are your best innovators and mm. so you have got to be talking to them all the time before during all the way through your your business cycle and your business journey and I, I think that's so true I, I want to say it was uh, Hewlett Packard who had a camp an advertising campaign around what if and I thought that was brilliant. And if, if they were engaging their clients as well, what if we could do this? Or what if you could do that? Or what if we could create this? And I think that's also what inspires people within the organization to say, 
what if I could do this? Or here's this new project. What do you think? Um, I think the more you can invite your clients, your customers, your your contractors, your employees, whoever they might be, to be involved and actively involved in the business and where it's going and what it's doing, the stronger that it's going to be. So audience, let's think about how you're engaging your clients, your customers, your employees, your contractors, all the people who are around you, even in social media, how are you engaging them in such a way that they're bringing you new ideas that you can implement to make your business even stronger? And we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back to, to Leadership Stars. And I am here with my absolutely awesome guest, Janice B. Gordon. 
And Janice is a visiting fellow at Cranfield School of Management. She also um, has developed a scale your sales system that is the ultimate buyer relationship building system. She's also launched PeerXL in Europe. And we may get a chance to speak about that a bit. It's a program that transforms leaders of tomorrow with positive change through measurable workplace improvement, giving a positive ROI. And we all know that ROI is is the buzzword of the century. Um, She helps companies around the world. She adapts leading edge capabilities. And she's just a fantastically wonderful guest to have on the show. Welcome back, Janice. It's a pleasure being here. Lovely talking to you. Oh, thank you so much. So let's start. Tell me more about Scale Your Sales in the context of leaders who risk. Okay, Scale Your Sales is my program for sales leaders and their teams. It's about strategic account sales, how to build the relationship before you actually get your buyers to buy. So it's not really about selling. It's about attracting your buyers to buy. So it's about building those those strategic relationships and using the tools of of social selling to um, engage, to educate and to elevate the relationship into profitable partnerships. So one characteristic of a successful leader and salesperson is to um, be resilient really important to be resilient as as a leader and a salesperson so scale yourselves is made up of three modules the first is resilience motivation and then the second is productivity and the third is attraction which is the uh, social selling element to it so resilience the first one is about more about the uh, a personality trait. It's much more than that. It's about the fundamental principle of um, of effective organisational leadership. The fundamental principle. So it's about being able to work within a volatile economic climate and we all know that's mm-hmm. the one that we're we're in so re- resilience um, means the difference between corporate survival or business success and we've talked about failure that's the difference it can can make so resilience mm-hmm. is about the ability to work through and recover quickly the bounce back from crisis and challenge and we're constantly going from one crisis to challenge and, and really this is the future this is how things are going to be that you know the time scales on everything the the cycles are getting faster or accelerating mm-hmm. and and they're they're um get getting not only faster but um they're you know changeable they're unpredictable mm-hmm. um so we have to kind of get used to this volatility and resilience is one way of actually doing that it allows you to stretch the word that you used and to be mm-hmm. challenged and to be comfortable um within that volatility so remember um, we talked a, a little bit uh, about uh, you know trust before mm-hmm. didn't we you yes, know we and did. it's about trusting your own senses um and your own authentic self really throughout all of that that volatility Mm-hmm. So as a leader, resilience is having a balance between those tough decisions, the strength of your conviction and the adaptability to the changing and challenging situation. 
sales leaders and, and leaders must be able to scan the environment for relevant data and be able to make the best possible decisions based on the analysis of the situation. So this is the the enables you to reduce the risk by enabling you to scan out widely and being comfortable that you're not going to you imagine a a ship or a boat Mm. on a volatile sea and you know if you're able to see the horizon don't you feel safer you know when you can see the horizon so you can see you know where you're you're going even though the waves are going up and down and all over the place being able to see the horizon in the distance and that Mm -hmm. gives you your resilience you know where you're going regardless of you know you're being buffeted here and there with all of the 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 waves and the volatility that's what you need you need to have your eye on the prize and and that's not not being having a plan and sticking with it it's actually having the adaptability being a very much more agile in situations but being comfortable with that that's where the resilience comes in being comfortable with with change so resilience is absolutely crucial to de- a, a crucial determinant of, of sales and scale yourselves enables you to have that that resilience even though all around you is 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 volatile it gives you the tools and um the behaviors and enables you to actively learn ways of of working through the volatility um and gaining more knowledge and experience so that enables you to um to scale your 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 sales so all leaders must be able to adapt in a complex um, world at the, and that's the world we live in and have the ability to navigate them, uh, their kind of products, services, customers, employees, their sales team through, you know, these changing uh, times and so reducing the risk. So, Janice, do you think that a, a fantastic leader would have, you know, you said looking to the horizon, would that be their vision? Because I, I always believe and teach that the very first thing a leader has to have is a vision. Where are you going? And if you don't have that, then all of this is is moot. Yes? I think you need to convey and communicate a vision, mm-hmm. but the vision isn't necessarily fixed in stone. Correct. Because everything around you is so volatile. And I tell you one thing that's really important to have personal purpose. Mm, yes. You know, that's that's almost more important than the vision because you know the vision is going to change. But the fact is you'll have a team of people that you need to bring on board. So you need to clearly convey and constantly communicate what the vision is. But you have to be open to be changing it and molding it, moving Mm -hmm. it forward. And your team has to be open to to do that as well. So a vision that is fixed doesn't allow your team around you to, you know, input into that vision to bring in new Mm -hmm. information into that but each one of you if you have a purpose and you're a team then you feel comfortable with all of the volatility that's going on and you have the uh, agility to to change and mold your vision so you remain relevant and i want to say that that was one of the strengths that steve jobs had was his ability to discard visions as they weren't working or they they weren't 
uh, you know, the world had changed and so it was no longer relevant and he could keep moving into what he actually produced, which was actually pretty amazing stuff when you think about it. And you begin looking at Apple and going, so what have they done recently? Um, you know, what, what are the, the new things that are coming out? And it's new versions of, um, you know, stuff that they've had, but are they, real, are they innovating again? Are they doing something that they've never done before? And I don't necessarily see that as a possibility. I don't know. I think that's why it's important to... You've got to be scanning into mm-hmm. the future. That's why if you, you feel really comfortable with who you are, your purpose and what you're here to do and what you can do that no one else can do. If you're scanning into the future, you can see there is a horizon, but you know, you're going to take a different journey to actually get there. And you've got all this volatility with all of the waves. You have got to be scanning for all the dangers and the things that are coming at, and then you're able to adapt to that. You, you're comfortably able to adapt and develop and in, innovate, and that's what Steve Jobs was, was able to do. Absolutely. So, Janice, could you tell our audience about the free gift that you're offering them? Yes, I would love to. And I know that you've got the links on your your, we your website. But we yes. talked about um, uh, uh, standing out, being authentic, being yourself. And I asked the question in this, this ebook as a free gift, what's special about you? Because we all are special, but it's really about identifying that. And that goes back to what you can do that no one else can do in the way you do it and your core values. So I talk more about that in the book. It's really important to engage with your customers but that's your internal customers your employees and your external customers and staying focused your authentic self but staying absolutely true to yourself so the book is how to stand out from the crowd how to be your true authentic self how to stand for something and that's your purpose what you're here to do and so you know you can get way more information than uh, that by downloading the book and the link is on on the website but Mm. you know it's easy to get stuck in a rut and if you want to move to the next level, you really have to be true to yourself. You need to know what you stand for. You need to be clear about what your purpose is, even though all things around you are quite volatile. Once you've got those things, then it doesn't matter what failures and successes that you have. You're going to uh, reach beyond what you think is your current potential because we don't know what that is and you're really going to continue to stand out in the crowd because you are uniquely you fantastic what a great gift thank you so much janice and now if you would i always love to end the program with a great tip from our guests so what is one great tip that you have for our audience today uh well download the standout (laughs) connect with me um but you know standing out for your true authentic self spend some time to investigate what that is you know your core values what that is because once you've got that you're secure whatever happens you're secure so that's my tip Fantastic. Thank you so very much. And I'd really like to thank Janice for having been here. You've given our audience some absolutely wonderful things to think about and to do uh, as far as being a leader who risks and recognizing how volatile our environment is today and how, how mobile you need to be and almost fluid in what you do that you cannot stand still and be rigid in your vision, in your purpose, 
there has to be a foundation, but there also has to be flexibility and versatility in what you're doing. And thank you so very much for being with us, Janice. I've loved it. Thank you, Linda. And audience, uh, if you want to know more about the art of herding cats or Awaken the Leader Within, please do send me an email at lynda at dare, the number two lead with lynda.com. And I would love to be able to share more information about that um, and, and the book, The Art of Herding Cats, Leading Teams of Leaders. So until next week, I'd just like to remind you, be courageous, dare to lead. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week. 